0: This is the Patriots Drive podcast. We are all Patriots. Where we discuss, analyze and answer questions to all things happening in the NFL and with our New England Patriots. Now, here's your host, Cole Kelly. It's you!
1: Welcome in to another edition of the Patriots Drive podcast. We are going to wrap up our final thoughts on the Washington football team game, uh, first preseason game that we just had, and then some notes on joint practices so far with the Eagles, and then a little preview of the second preseason game. I'm here with my co-host, Jace. How's it going?
0: It's going good. G- good to be back. Sorry, I couldn't be in for the postgame uh, show for Washington. Is was at a wedding, but glad to be back here, kind of wrap up our thoughts. And as Bill says, we're on to Philadelphia, right? <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. Can't linger uh, too long. Yeah, already on to on to the Eagles and second preseason game feels like it's it's starting to fly by. It's mm-hmm. glad to have football back finally stuff to uh, stuff to actually talk about. And um, kind of going back to that, let's uh, just want to hear your thoughts. We we kind of talked about it with past discuss on Thursday night. But kind of your your final thoughts on the Washington football team versus the New England Patriots preseason game one.
0: Yeah, Um. so I caught you know, glimpses of it live while I'm sitting at the reception. And then I definitely watched a ton of the, um, you know, highlights and everything. So I saw a lot more good than I saw bad. And the one thing that I saw that stuck out to me right away, and this might get on some people's nerves was the first drive. I turned tune into was cam Newton's fumble and we got it back. Luckily um, after it was kicked and you know, who knows how, so whoever jumped on it, found it and got back on it. But that my first reaction is here we go again, right? This is what we're going to have to do now. Cam Newton, I don't think played horrible, but I think that it said a lot when the first drive of the game, you're already seeing his turnover issues come in. Now he took care of the ball in the passing game. Didn't throw a pick, although he only threw seven passes. Um, and was only in for two drives. We didn't get to see too much um, extended time of him throwing the ball, but I was very impressed with Mac Jones. I was very impressed with the defense. Um, I was, I was impressed with Matt Judon. I'm sure we'll get into him later. I thought he he could be easily the best signing we, ha- we have all offseason. Um, we obviously didn't get to see Hunter Henry or Nelson Aguilar. Uh, we saw a little bit of Jonu Smith. We saw that awesome run that he had, catch and run that he had. That's going to be huge in our passing game. I, I love seeing that. But I thought Matt Judon, knee-jerk reaction, you know, first thing that came to my mind was, man, this guy is going to be huge with the additions of Calvin Noy coming back and Dante Hightower um, being put back into our system.
1: Yeah. Judon jumped right off the screen to me immediately. I mean, not only cause he was wearing, I mean, he was wearing long sleeves yeah. in, in like 95 degree heat in, in new mm-hmm. England. So, I mean, he's going to be, he's going to be freezing during the winter, but um, yeah, he jumped right off the screen to me immediately. He was, he was absolutely awesome. And his limited snaps that he got, but going back to that cam fumble, I, I try not, I, Try not to put too much blame on him for that one because, I mean, that's a tough situation. Chase Young just is such a tremendous player, and he flew right by Isaiah Wynn with ease and just got a good hit on Cam. So I try not to fault him too much for that one. I thought Cam was all right overall, but um, we can pull up the stats here. Four for seven, 49 yards. Uh, Mac Jones, 13 for 19, 87 yards. I thought Mac definitely looked more in command than than Cam Newton was, but I mean, overall, Cam wasn't bad. It, it's hard to get in a rhythm. First preseason game, Hunter Henry was out. You just uh, Nelson Aguilar was out, and you just don't have a lot of snaps, a lot of drives to get get things going. So I, I cut him a little slack for that one, but I definitely thought Mac looked like the better quarterback that first preseason game. So we'll we'll see if that continues into this week. But I, I was impressed with the defense as well. Quarterbacks did solid. Wide receivers were okay, but just just excited mostly about. Max potential and and this defense and see how good they can be this year.
0: Yeah, and I and I don't want to say that that I I know that that wasn't all on uh Cam his strip sack because Isaiah Win needs to you know win his one on ones if he wants to be a solid um, offensive tackle in this league, whether it's for New England or for another team. um But I I wonder if there was supposed to be a line protection check at the line of scrimmage if maybe he missed sliding the line one way, and we don't know that. That's speculation. So that comes into, you know, is he understanding? Is he getting the right pre-snap reads? And, you know, I, I'm not going to fault him for it. It was just a little concerning for me that that was the first thing we saw in his first drive after all we've heard was he's having a great camp, which he has been. He's have He's been having a good camp, and he's more into the system. He's, you know, changed his mechanics. He's healthier than he's ever been. So it was just, you know, put left a bad taste in my mouth after all this positive we've been hearing in the first drive, he comes out and it's a negative. So maybe it's just me, you know, being a little critical because I I don't want to see the quarterback cam that we had last year, but that that's what it was in my mouth. And then going, going to the Mac Jones side, I thought that he played great. Like you mentioned, he threw it on time. Most of the time, he made some great touch passes. um, To Christian Wilkerson, I'm going to pull up this clip right here while i'm working while i'm talking but i thought that he pulled up or he made some great passes on time he looked like he was comfortable in the pocket um and moving around doing some good things and c- kind of the same thing with cam is we don't know what the pre-snap reads are supposed to be like if uh he was supposed to check certain things or not and how much of that he actually did but if he uh was doing that stuff he looked comfortable here's the throw to wilkerson i mean it, it's a good right. throw and, right and right i'm giving. Bucket perfect throw. And I'm, I'm giving the defender credit right here. I think this is great defense where he plays through the hands, but you can't throw this ball any better. And I feel like if this is Nelson Aguilar or someone, like if you pause it right here and look, that ball is right, right in his hands. Like mm. he doesn't throw it too short. He doesn't throw it too far. That That's a very catchable ball for NFL receivers. So I, I was very impressed with that. And that was what his second throw of the game, right?
1: That was on his, uh, that was on the first drive. Yeah. One of his uh maybe like his fourth throw but it fourth. i mean it oh it was his second drive actually oh no it wasn't first drive, first drive. it was his, it was his first drive but yeah one of his first few throws and he just i mean he let it right he and just he slung it and threw it right in the bucket for it was a great play by the defender though that that pause you just showed you could see the defender's right hand on there right on wilkerson's right hand and the ball hits him in the left hand so it was a great defensive play and And a great throw by by Mac, but that just I mean shows the potential. He had another throw to Gunner that he just missed long. But I mean, he he had a couple eye-popping throws where it was like, okay, I see, I see why we took him in the first round. He's got he's got some talent and he made he made good decisions and hit some chucks, check downs. I thought he could have thrown the ball a little further once in a while if he maybe got to a second or third read instead of throwing it short. But overall, I mean, I was impressed with what I saw from him early on.
0: Yeah, and talking stats wise, I mean, you see it right here. He's 13 for 19 with 87 yards. That's a 34 pat, a 34 yard pass. If he completes that, he goes 14 for 19 with over 110 yards and he has a touchdown. Like that exactly. totally changes the way people are looking at it if they didn't watch the game. If you see 14 for 19, over 100 yards and a touchdown from Mac Jones, you're like, oh, geez. Like look at what he did. Like Trey Lance, people don't realize he was 5 for 14, but what did everyone see on social media? His 80 yard touchdown, touchdown yeah. pass, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you add a thirty-four-yard touchdown pass, especially that throw to Cam or to Mac Jones's stat line. I mean, people might be thinking differently of him right now. And for us that watch the full game, I agree he can definitely improve. Like there were things that you can tell he's still a rookie. I think he's a mature rookie, and he might be re- more ready than what we think he is. And he might be pushing uh, Cam for this starting job a lot more than what we're hearing and what we're thinking. Um, but I, I thought that I thought that Matt came out and did what he needed to do to, you know, boost his stock and hopefully get that uh, quarterback one position locked down.
1: And that was one thing I saw was like, oh, wow, Mac threw for through the ball 19 times and had 87 yards like, oh, that was that's amazing. But you had I mean, if you didn't watch the game, you didn't see that dime that he threw. That would have been 35 yards in a touchdown. He almost hit Gunner. That would have been probably what for another 40 yards. If, I mean, and who knows how far Gunner could have caught and ran with that. So I don't know. He had some impressive throws that the stat line doesn't really line up with it. He it's his first preseason game. He he looked impressive. He looked confident. He looked decisive. I'm impressed with what I saw with him. I'm not, I'm not too concerned with the stat line of only 87 yards with 19 throws. If Wilkerson catches that ball, if Wilkerson catches another ball that he dropped, that would have been another 13 yards. Um, where Mac Mac got hit. It was like first and 15, I think. And Wilkerson was running back to catch it. And he, he dropped it. Um, so there's a couple couple throws that receivers dropped, and that would have added to his stat line. He would have been over 100 yards if a couple of those or even one of those go his way. So I'm not concerned about that at all. I thought he had a good game, and, and the stat line doesn't really matter to me.
0: Yeah, I'm going to throw up uh, every single pass that he had completed. I'm going to put a video on there. It's three minutes. We can continue to talk over it. But like you mentioned, I mean, there was a throw on to Jacoby Myers, which I think legitimately proved – that he can be a wide receiver one where he he literally caught it off the ground. It didn't touch the ground. They ruled it incomplete, and I think I turned my phone off. So I know they were challenging it, but did they actually change the call?
1: No, they actually didn't. Bill didn't challenge it. So they
0: didn't. Okay, so I remember them saying they should.
1: Yeah, he should have challenged it. It was a catch, but I remember Scott Zolak said on the broadcast, he said, I mean— uh Mac Jones he's a rookie his first first drive in the NFL you put him in a third and 5 situation after an incompletion like that that's a that's a good situation for a rookie to see what he's got you know what i mean pressure third third down and 5 uh things are on the line you're you're trying to continue the drive early on so i i, I don't know he should have challenged it i think if it was a real game he obviously would have because it was a catch and there was definitely enough evidence to to overturn it but I mean, Mac looked good. Jacoby looked solid. He had a couple of nice catches. Kendrick Bourne was kind of quiet. He had that one nice catch over the middle. That was a good throw by Mac. Other than that, he didn't really see much from Kendrick Bourne. But I don't know. I just I thought Mac looked good. Receivers looked solid at at some points. A couple drops from Wilkerson, which you're kind of. It's kind of kind of unfortunate, especially with he's trying to fight for a job, trying to fight for a spot on this roster, and he's he's having trouble dropping the ball. Seemed like in practice today, in uh, the past two practices, he's kind of been struggling with drops as well. So, just just overall, I like what I saw from Mac though.
0: Yeah, and you know, going back to look at this pass right here to Jakob Johnson right here, like this isn't a great pass. Like he needs to get this up, not make Jakob stop his momentum, and you know maybe he gets a first down. Um, So there's definitely things that he needs to improve on like this is a completion and I still think he can get better which I I think he will but he's not playing with his full offensive lineman so protection might not have been as great as it was again Washington probably isn't playing their starters when Mac was in too much so you know there's some give or take to that argument but there's some things he needs to improve on right here you know just finding shallow crossers Nikhil Harry makes a guy miss I don't know why he ran so far backwards I get it but like he's throwing the ball on time. He's making the right reads. And a lot of guys are like, well, yeah, like you mentioned, he had 13 completions for 87 yards. It's like, I mean, New England's offense for the last couple of years with Brady in there hasn't been known for chunk plays. They kind of, they go down the field, you know, not check downs necessarily, but they get the ball out on time accurately. You Death know, they a thousand paper cuts. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I thought that Mac efficiently ran that offense the way it was supposed to be ran. So I was impressed with him. Um now, the one throw, the second throw we saw, I'll go back to it here in a minute once we get through all of these, but the one to Kendrick Bourne over the middle, you know, I thought that it was well-placed where only Kendrick Bourne could get it. It's a little play-action pass, and the uh, linebacker uh, creeps up, and he's trying to get back, but Mac places it over the linebacker and then uh, puts it right on Kendrick Bourne before the safety or corner can get there, so I, I was impressed with him. Um, there's going to be things that he can improve on, obviously, always. But right here, you see a screen pass. That's a classic little New England play right there. Like, just, you know, read the defense off, make the right play, throw the bubble to Christian Wilkerson right here. Boom, that's six yards on a second down to make it third and manageable. So I I, I didn't hate what he did at all. This is the pass that I was talking about right over that linebacker and before the, the safety corner, gets yeah. there. That's a, what, 14, 15-yard completion right here. Yep. You see the linebacker put, puts it right on his helmet you know I, I thought that that was probably one of his best completed throws of the day obviously since they didn't challenge the jacoby myers one or the wilkerson one those two would have been up there but i i loved what i saw from mac i thought it was a good day for him um and i'm excited to see what he does in the next uh, t- uh two preseason games
1: yeah me as well and we'll touch on this question real quick uh who will be starting on thursday i, I assume at quarterback i think cam is and it, it's gonna vary from team to team but based off practice today with the Eagles joint practices was only an hour and 20 minutes. It was, it was cut short. Um, that could be an indication that the starters might play a decent amount in this game too. So I would assume Cam plays more than he did game one, maybe plays the first half or, or close to the first half. And then Matt comes in gets his opportunity and maybe Hoyer plays like a couple drives in the fourth. But I think we'll see a heavy, a heavy dose of both of these guys and, and hopefully Matt gets his opportunities with, more of the starters because he only was with that starting offensive line for the first drive, and that was it. And he didn't have John who out there. I didn't see him out there. He had Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby for a little bit, and then it was kind of um Christian Wilkerson, Nikhil Harry, and then a little bit of Kendrick Bourne sprinkled in there. But yeah, oh I mean, overall, I just I'm I'm excited to see how he continues to progress. And th- this first game was a great indication that. We know why we took him round one, pick 15. He's got he's got a lot of really good signs. He's shown a lot of really good signs so far that he can be a successful quarterback in the NFL and that he's picking things up pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, and I don't expect anything to change between Mac and Cam in the preseason. Mac is probably going to take... Cam is really going to have to do something to lose his job or Mac is going to really have to do something to win the job, um, whichever way it is. I don't think that we saw that in game one. Now we saw some improvements from... Uh, Mac, which I'm excited to see, but I, still at this point I'm I'm convinced that Bill is going to walk out there with um, Cam Newton as the Week One starter. I just think after what we saw from Mac and Cam in game uh, preseason game one, is that that leash might be shrinking. You know, maybe it's closer than what we thought. People might people might have thought you know maybe we don't get him until the bye week or. This or that i i think that it could be week five or six possibly now maybe it's it's earlier than that even so we'll we'll continue to see how close Mac can make this race in the last two uh preseason games
1: yeah i, I agree i think cam's gonna start week one but i mean it's it's continuing to look more and more like mac is being more impressive almost every practice so we'll see how long it takes him to continuously outperform cam before they trust him to go into a real live game and be that starting quarterback. But I mean, I think once you make that switch to Mac, it's going to be hard to go back to cam. So I, I just yeah. want Mac to be ready. I want them to be hundred percent sure he's the guy and that he's going to be the best quarterback for this team to win games. I, I don't care who it is. Whoever's whoever's going to win us the most games, put him in a quarterback. That, that's all I care about. So I want, Mac's progr- um, I want Mac to be progressing at a good pace and, them not to throw him in too early and, and hurt his progression. So I, I just, I hope they continue to give both these guys ample opportunity to win this job because I mean, Mac, I think if, if you throw him in with the starters, it, it seems like he's going to be the guy that's going continu- to continuously outperform cam. So we'll see if he continues to do that in training camp and, or not training camp in joint practices and, and preseason games. But I hope they at least both get their opportunities.
0: Yeah. And and they, they continue they will continue to get their um opportunities. It's gonna be, you know, a fun battle to continue to follow. I think it's exactly what we should want as Patriots fans. Both of them pushing each other. You got a veteran in there that can teach Mac. You got Mac that's gonna push Cam for that starting job, and you don't want it to come easy one way or the other. You want there to be some competition within that room um and make each other better. So I'm excited to um to continue to watch this, but Let's move on to the receivers. You know, obviously Cam and Mac um, had their goods and bads. The receivers also, I think Nikhil Harry was a little disappointing when I first saw this stat line one for four. And then Christian Wilkerson, obviously a good amount of catches, a little unproductive in, you know, the amount of yards he had per catch. And then those two drops, especially the one in the end zone from Mac Jones. So what are your overall thoughts on this wide receiver position?
1: It's uh, it was tough to see without Nelson Aguilar in to get a big picture of the overall receiving core. But I mean, some of these depth guys that were fighting for spots, Christian Wilkerson had a couple key drops. You can't be doing that when you're on the bubble of being on this roster. You got to secure those catches and and have success while you're out there and get your opportunities. So Nikhil Harry, one reception, four yards. I was disappointed. I thought he was going to have a game where he really shows, okay, I deserve a spot on this roster. I should be wide receiver four. And I should get my opportunities, but I mean, it's hard to tell if he was open because we can't watch the film like from the bird's eye view that usually you can watch on Mm -hmm. uh, the NFL films or or whatever it is. Um, But all the plays I saw, he was blanketed in coverage a couple times deep. I mean, cornerback right on him. So I just, I wasn't impressed with what I saw from him. I thought Wilkerson was good. He had some nice screen passes. Once he got the ball in his hands, he was. Pretty solid creating after the catch, so I, I thought he did well. Other than outside of the couple of drops, but I mean, just just cleaning that up is going to be big for him. We'll, we'll touch on this real quick while we're t- uh, talking about the wide receivers. Will Trey Nixon make the roster? He's tall and fast, runs vertically. Any thoughts? So I'm not sure what's going on with Trey Nixon, but I don't believe he made the trip to Philadelphia. Um, I haven't heard about an injury. I Haven't heard about anything like that, but I don't believe he made the trip to Philadelphia whether he got whether he's going to be getting cut, I'm, I'm not sure if he's dealing with something injury wise but what are your what are your thoughts on Trey Nixon
0: yeah Trey Nixon's interesting um I think we have other guys that are fast and can run vertically too so I don't think that that's a good enough argument i, I if that's the case I'd rather just have to kill Harry there um you know at least a guy that's played and maybe Trey Nixon will turn out better but I I just don't see there being a spot for him on this roster if he didn't make the trip that's kind of a bad sign and if we don't know uh why what's going on like if they haven't released an injury report or COVID or something like that it's it's a little concerning I just don't think there's a spot for him on this team right now maybe on the practice squad where he can continue to develop and maybe next year he has a chance um if Nikhil Harry is gone if some of these guys um don't pan out so I don't see there being a spot for Trey Trey Nixon this year
1: yeah, I don't I don't really either. I think practice squad is going to be a good spot for him where he can develop. He needs some time to develop, but I mean he's got he's got some tools, he's got some promise. So we'll see if he can finish out a good camp and if he's on the practice squad, if he can kind of build up some more of those tools, refine his his skills and techniques and and maybe try out for an actual role on this team next year.
0: Mm-hmm. Um just a couple more things on the wide receiver position. You know, um I'm excited to see Nelson Aguilar, hopefully I don't know if they've announced if he'll play in game two, Um, but he's been doing stuff in joint practices, right? Yep. He's, he's
1: back at practice. So Um, that's good. Yeah. We'll we'll touch on his, his injury situation a little bit more um, coming up pretty soon. But yeah, he's, he's, Mm he is expected to play, I believe on Thursday. He's been practicing the past couple of days. So, so that's good news on that front. We'll, we'll have him back, but we'll uh, we'll touch on one last thing before we talk about kind of joint practices and, and the other stuff. The running backs, Ramondre Stevenson, obviously he had a good game this past preseason game. He he had that one long touchdown run, but other than that, he was, he was solid, had another touchdown earlier where he got like four handoffs in a row and, and punched it in from, they started at like the 15 and and punched it in from there. So what what were your kind of thoughts on Ramondre Stevenson, JJ Taylor, and, and both those backs?
0: So I'll start off with JJ Taylor, because I thought that he did exactly what we Should expect him to do not too much in the running game, but in the passing game, he's going to um, be effective, whether it's alongside James White or kind of taking over for James White. I think that's what we should look for in J.J. Taylor is him being more of a pass catcher Um, and five for 31 isn't bad. If you can get five receptions a game, it makes the linebackers have to cover them more. It makes safeties have to cover them. They have to respect short yardage, especially with um, his ability to break tackles and make people miss. If you dump it off to him at two or three yards, he can easily take it for 20 or 30. So you can't just leave the man uh, wide open. You have to at least put someone in his area. So I I liked what I saw from JJ Taylor. I'm reading stuff that he's actually getting some opportunities in the return game and the joint practices versus the Eagles. So maybe he has a role there. Um, and I think that that's good for him, but Ramondre Stevenson, I mean, he excited me. Um, I obviously this is Damien and Sony's backfield. However, they split it, however they get it. But I think that that touchdown I'll, I'll pull this up too. I pulled up another clip. So I, I love these clips and I think it's good for people to see.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: When we talked about this last week about how he has to have that breakaway speed in the NFL, you see it here, man. That, I mean, he runs, he beats that safety to the sidelines and these guys aren't gaining ground on him. Maybe 32 does. But when you have a 230 pound running back running 91 yards, he's going to lose steam at some point. So and that was
1: my biggest concern with him. We, like we talked about last week was, mm-hmm. was him having that top end speed. It, it didn't, it didn't look like so far in training camp that he had that top gear. And I, to be fair, this was going against backups in the, in late in the fourth quarter. So yeah. it's, it's a back end roster guys, but it was good to see him have a little bit of that breakaway speed. Even if it is against some of the backups, he did yeah. what he was supposed to do. And that, that was a, phenomenal run. He he had a great run. Outran those guys. Yeah, you can see him gaining separation on 51. Uh 32 might be catching up to him a little bit, but not quick enough. So, I was impressed that he had a little bit of that top gear.
0: Yeah, and him hitting the hole right here as he starts, you know he gets the toss, he get he sees a hole and he hits it. And you know, even if he gets tackled right here by the safety, that's a 21-yard run right there on second and 7 from your own 9-yard line gets you out of the you know, if you have to punt from inside the 10, it gets a little hairy. You have to shorten splits. You have to do other things like that. So that's a big run, even if he gets tackled. Um, and I, I thought that he did great things before that um, showing, you know, where he can be a big bruising back at the goal line and short yardage downs. And then now we've seen him with the breakaway speed and we'll see um, once he gets, you know, full NFL linebackers in competition out there against him. But that's promising. Uh, that's promise for me. I, I'm excited to see how he continues to run because I think he er, he right now he should be getting a lot of the carries after, um, Damien Harris and Sony Michelle Michelle in this next two games. You know we got to see if he can continue to keep this up. Now he might not have over 100 yards again, but if he can continue to sit at that three and a half four yards a carry, um, you know mark he might find a role on this team. You know earlier than we expected.
1: And he just got his first. Taste of uh first team touches today in practice. So maybe he's starting to carve out a role on this team. So yeah, I think what he did was huge for his stock and and his his case to make this make this team and actually contribute his rookie year. Not a lot of rookie running backs do that for us. So yeah, I was impressed with what I saw from him. I thought JJ Taylor was he wasn't great in the run game per se, but I mean he was great out of the backfield. He Mac Jones checked it down to him a few different times and the ball created after the catch he got his yards after the catch this past game off screen plays and different stuff like that checkdowns. he was awesome so i thought he made a good case for himself to be a versatile guy in this offense I, i'd just like to see him have a little more success actually running the ball mm-hmm. but passing wise i thought he did great this this past uh, game
0: yeah i'm excited to see what jj taylor does making people miss with the ball Um, the other thing that I was going to mention was kind of on the defensive, just a quick recap on the defensive side. Um, Jawan Williams was the first player to have a pick. Now I, I didn't watch too much of him. I just saw him out there. And so I don't know if he was actually struggling now, maybe it's a bright spot that he got a pick, but he could, was he still kind of having his issues?
1: Yeah, he, he wasn't, he wasn't great. He, that interception was not it yeah, had nothing it, to do with anything. He it was did. kind of
0: tipped to him. Wasn't it, it?
1: right to him? Yeah. I mean, tipped. I, I don't know if Michael Jackson tipped it, I think. And then right, I mean, right to Juwan Williams. So he did absolutely nothing to to deserve that interception. That was just, that was just pure luck. He was in the right, right place at the right time, but I mean, he caught it. So I guess you can give him credit for that, but
0: he has hands. So maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe it gives him some confidence. I don't know. You know, it sounds like other people in the secondary have been struggling in joint practices, but We'll wait and get to that a little later on in the episode. But let's move on. We had a couple more injuries go down um, since the um, preseason game. Jonu Smith, obviously a big one, um, an ankle, right? Yep. Tweaked an yeah, ankle. Yeah, he
1: had a, a low ankle sprain, Jonu Smith did. Uh, then, came down funny in practice the other day.
0: And then Ronnie Perkins today with – I didn't exactly hear what his was. I just know he, uh, was, he was walking off the field with some trainers.
1: Yeah, uh, knee injury. Good news for him, though. He got it wrapped up and he did come back on the field for practice. So nothing too serious, obviously, if he was if he was back out there on the field. But yeah, I mean, a load of injuries that our tight end room. One out of our six tight ends are healthy. Yep. And that one guy just came off the COVID-19 list. So he's probably dealing with some stuff after effects of that respiratory wise. I mean, Jason Tatum had to use an inhaler for like a month after he came back from COVID. So. I mean, football and basketball are different, but still, you got to think he's might be dealing with some effects. It, it affects everybody differently. But yeah, I mean, Johnu, ankle injury, Hunter Henry, shoulder, Lacoste got knocked out. So he's in concussion protocol, I would assume. Yeah. Good news. I mean, good news on some fronts is that we got some guys back. Aguilar's back. We, we're not really sure what he was dealing with, but he's back. David Andrews is back. That's huge. He had that hand injury. Chase Winovich is back. He was activated off the PUP list. This week, early this week, Assi uh, he's back off the COVID list, but also Christian Barmore. So that's yeah, another that's big one. That's the big one. We got we got half our guys back, and then we lost half our other guys. So it's it's kind of it's been up and down. Johnu, Hunter Henry, Lacoste, Colbert, Nick Folk is still out. I'm not really sure what he's dealing with, but we we got a lot of guys that are key parts to this team. That this is a really important time for them to be building their chemistry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Having Johnu, having Hunter Henry out on the field build chemistry with Mac cam, all these guys. It, it's a, it's a crucial time for this, especially with two new guys in the offense, adding so many different pieces. It's, it's really unfortunate that these guys are missing some, some key time.
0: Yeah. And Devin, honestly, had a touchdown today from Mac Jones at the end of the 11 on 11 work. So you're seeing him, you know, get some targets at least and, you know, catching some balls. So it might be good if he can step in and solidify that uh, tight end three role when, um, Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry are healthy but um I know it sucks to have injuries I hate injuries as much as everyone but with injuries only become only you know opportunity comes after that you're going to have to have guys step up um hopefully Devin Osi can do that we drafted him in the 4th last year I'm pretty sure um or was it the 5th I think he was the 4th and Keen was the 5th or I think third third you might be right yeah so you know we invested some high not high draft capital but you know some pretty you know valuable draft capital there on those guys you'd like to see Ossie Ossie at least step in and have a role cuz if one of these guys do go out for an extended period of time I would still like to see two tight end sets and if Ossie Ossie can be that guy um I would love it so yeah injuries only come with uh you know opportunity for the other guys the backup guys but I'm really excited that we got Christian Barmore back I hope he plays game 2 um on Thursday against Philly I think he's going to be huge. Um, and I'm pretty sure Lawrence guy went out too. Right. Did you mention that?
1: No, I didn't. I didn't mention that. I, I don't know. Oh yeah. He was, he was out. He's been out the past couple of days, right?
0: I think he went out. So that's what I'm reading right here where Lawrence guy went out for undisclosed reasons. Now that was pre- joint practice one. So yeah. I don't know if he was back today. Um, maybe he was, and I'm not, I'm not reading that in the article. I am, but I'm um, not sure wait, if he was
1: back today. I didn't see that
0: with Lawrence guy out, having Christian Barmore come back is, is big, you know, just keeping that depth there and keeping guys that can, that we can trust with him and got and other, uh, other guys on the interior.
1: Asiase was drafted third round pick 91. So yeah, third so, round guy he's, he got, he's getting his opportunity here. I mean, he's going to be the only healthy tight end probably on Thursday. So, I mean, he's going to get plenty of snaps. He's going to get plenty of opportunities to prove himself. So we'll, we'll see what he does with it. Hopefully he makes most of his opportunity and, and, shows that he can be a guy to have a role on this team as well we t- took him in the third round last year that's a decent pick it's a second year hopefully he makes a second year jump and, and continues to improve but yeah he'll he'll get his opportunity christian barmore i'm super excited to see him we haven't seen any of him yet we've we've heard great things about him in practice that he's dominates on the uh on the defensive line he's he's been great so i saw a couple of videos of him the past couple of days going against some eagles offensive linemen and he he was looking good so I'm excited to see him in some real live game action. We missed him last week. He was suited up but didn't play still because of that that injury that he was dealing with his his foot ankle injury. So we'll get to see him back at uh, back on the field. We'll, Nelson Aguilar first first taste of him in uh, yeah. on Thursday. We'll, we'll get to see him back on the field. So we'll get to see a couple guys. We're gonna we're gonna lose a couple more guys as well. But yeah, we're just seeing the improvement, seeing seeing more guys get their opportunities and, and seeing what they do with it.
0: For sure. Well, moving on, Um, we hit on this earlier, you know, early and often, Matt Judon, we saw big plays over and over again. And um, it, it's great to see. I think that our linebacker core with him, Van Noy and Hightower is awesome. So you, you have a clip here. You go, yeah, He. I, I'm not going to lie. He looked pretty dope in the red long sleeves. <laughs> kind of mean. I-
1: Oh, I I really liked it. It was just, yeah. I mean, it was like, nine. it felt like 95 there. I'm pretty sure that uh-huh. feels like temperature was. It's like, oh my God. And it's it was humid too. So it was like, yeah. all right. I mean, whatever. But no, I, I like the, I like the red sleeves. I thought it looked tough, but he was, we're, we'll just show a couple quick clips. But I mean, overall, if you watch that, if you go back and watch that first 20 minutes of the game and you just, just watch Judon every single play, he's doing something. I mean, there was a couple of plays he wasn't as involved, but whether he's putting heavy pressure on the quarterback, whether he's getting in there, getting a hit on him as he throws the ball, stuff in the run here, like you'll see in a second. Going back in coverage, he he was all over the place, and it was just super early in the game. Um, immediately, he was making an impact, so that was super exciting to see. We'll, we'll show this play right here on third down, so so big play. Judon, right here in the red sleeves, stands out with that, so it was easy to watch him. but
0: Yeah, easy to find him, right? Yeah, that, that's a big I mean, time play right there. You know, great
1: we, we, great play on on third down there.
0: Yeah, you talk about you go back to that. You talk about coming off the line of scrimmage and staying tight because if he bellies this, the running back just beats him there. But he comes right off that tackle's butt. Um, you know, just chases follows him the, down. follows
1: the pull and tackle and and gets to that running back. Yeah, yep.
0: and you see number seventy two that tackle kind of stutter like once Judon's past him and like he's trying to what they call is uh, it's a hinge block. So he stepped down and then you got to sell this guy off, but Judon beats him to it. This is great right here. You it, the, the yeah, it's oh, the, the guard tackle. pulled. Yeah, the guard pulls, the tackle blocks tackle down and then you'll down. see him try to get back out to him but Judon's past him. Look, he Oh yeah, he no he chance. already
1: he already flew by made that so, tackle. Oh, that's
0: a big play. 3rd and 2, you know, that's how zone plays are blocked or power plays is those backside guys um have to make plays. Um that that's big time. I I you love seeing that, so.
1: Yeah, and he was he was all over the place. Um mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the the clip of him. Coverage. Maybe I won't be able to find it.
0: Yeah, it's good to see some production out of that linebacker group again. Obviously, we would have it with Hightower or Kyle Van Noy, but to see another guy stepping up, making it solid, I, I'm excited to see what he continues to do um, on there. I, he could be, and he might already be our best linebacker that we have, and that's tough to say, especially with the experience of. High tower and I don't want to relinquish, you know, that spot to him. But with what Judon's done, what we've seen and what we've heard, he could easily be the best linebacker we have this year on this team.
1: Yeah, I'm so I'm super excited to to see just what he does and the impact he makes. But we got a little bit of breaking news here. So we'll we'll show this real quick and then we'll we'll go back to that. Troy Fumigali was just released, and I I did just check this. He was released by the Patriots. So that explains his absence, I guess, was not injury related. He was, he was an early success guy in the beginning of training camp. He was, he was one of our best tight ends, honestly, in, in camp. He was scoring touchdowns left and right with cam with Mac, all, all the different guys. So he he was having a good camp. I'm surprised we released him with the lack of tight end depth that we currently have. I would, I would think that we'd want to keep him, um, going into Thursday, but we have to release somebody. We had to get the roster down to 85 by 4 PM tonight. So that, that explains that, but,
0: yeah and, yeah. and maybe, maybe that's good news. Like maybe that means John and Hunter, and we know that they're not supposed to miss extended time outside of the preseason, but maybe that means, you know, we might get to see one of them in game three or maybe they, they're that comfortable with Ossie and Lacoste as tight ends three and four. So yeah, it sucks to see him with the uh released with the tight end position we have right now, but that could be a good sign in a way.
1: Yeah. That, I mean, hopefully that's, being optimistic, but I hope that is the case. I think Jonu will be good to go for Game Three. I don't know how much they'll play starters though. It's it's team to team basis. But Hunter Henry, I don't think he'll be good to go Game Three. I don't think we'll see him until Week One, starting the season. So that's unfortunate. But hopefully he has time to kind of get some chemistry built. But it's hard to just jump in with with no preseason games, no warm up into the season. So we'll we'll see. Hopefully they can both come back quickly and and be healthy and ready to go. I know. Hunter Henry has been at practice. He made the trip to Philadelphia, but he's only gone through the walkthroughs and warmups. And then he's for contact. He's he's out. He's not, he's not in there, which his shoulder injury. So he can, he can go through walkthroughs. He can jog around, but nothing contact wise. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of jump back onto Judon. He, he was not only in this game, the limited snaps we saw him, but all over the place in training camp, joint practices everywhere. I mean, he had at first, first joint practice yesterday with the Eagles. He had a pick six. I mean, he's he's all over the place, whether that's rushing the pass or getting pressure in coverage, stopping the run, setting the edge. he, I am so excited to watch him this year on the defensive side of the ball. Him, Hightower, Van Noy, that trio is a three-headed monster, and I, I can't wait to see what they do this year.
0: Are the boogeymen back, or do they need to find a new name?
1: They, I think they need to find a new name, but <laughs> they, I think they could be back. It's, it's exciting. You got so much talent on this defensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. The only thing I'm concerned about, like we've talked about before, is that cornerback depth. But I mean, when Gilmore comes back, this defense is going to be scary and I can't Mm -hmm. wait to watch it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the secondary positions that we, or the secondary position that we thought was the strongest might've had some struggles in um, the joint practices earlier today, reading, you know, that some of the safeties had a little bit of trouble guarding Ertz and Goddard is a little concerning, especially reading names like Adrian Phillips and Kyle Duggar. Um, If they're going to have coverage issues, that's, scary on tight ends. I think that they'll work out of it. They're could too good of players and they've been having too good of um you know training camps to not get out of the slump and you know figure it out. So I, I don't worry about it. It's just, you know, when you read that headline and you see guys like Zach Ertz and Dallas Dallas Goddard torching our safeties, it's it's you know kind of catches you off guard.
1: It's definitely a little bit concerning, but the good thing is that it's it's Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. They're both really good tight ends. So mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, it's kind of a continuation of what we saw last year with Kyle Duggar. He struggled a little bit in coverage and that's something he really needs to refine and, and improve, be get improved it with his coverage ability. So he's great. He's a tremendous athlete, but just seeing him kind of refine those skills and, and be better covering tight ends, different guys, running backs, whatever he needs to do. He struggled a little bit with it last year, so hopefully he kind of figures it out. But Adrian Phillips, I'm not as concerned about. He's been absolutely phenomenal in, in mm-hmm. training camp. He's done a great job covering our tight ends. So I think he'll be all right. I think Kyle Duggar will too. He's yeah. he's still young. He's got time. Just It's it's camp. So we'll see if this is continuing to be an issue. Last week we saw Logan Thomas kind of moss Kyle Duggar, but it was good coverage. He was on him. It was just a better catch. So yep, we'll see, but I'm not too concerned overall. I think our secondary is good. I think with our defensive line, when we got everybody healthy in that, on that side of the ball, I think it's going to mesh together well and 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 we'll be all right. Yep.
0: All right. Last kind of position group we want to hit on, you know, for the pregame as we are getting ready to play Philadelphia. The Eagles have a very good offensive line and defensive line. Um, how, how do you expect the Patriots to hold up? We continue. Do we continue to see Judon tear it up? Do we see Barmore come in and maybe have a little struggles? And then how does our um, offensive line do? Especially, you know, Isaiah, when we saw him struggle a little, against chase young and other people. So how do you see our both offensive and defensive line performing in game two? It's going to be a
1: great test. It's, it's going to be a really, really good test for, for this team on both sides of the ball. We saw yesterday, our offensive line struggle a little bit against Philly's defensive line, but they're, I mean, they're no joke. They got a, they got a really good defensive line. Fletcher Cox is, is uh, fantastic. So hopefully the struggles don't continue because I mean, we, we tried to run the ball on them multiple times in a row and gotten absolutely nowhere. So that's a little bit concerning when you see the strength of this team is our offensive line and, and probably our defensive line as well, but especially our offensive line. That's a big strength of our team. So seeing them go up against a, a tough challenge in, in the Eagles defensive line, you hope that they can have a little more success than they had in the first session of joint practices. So we'll see how that plays out on the field. I, th- I think we'll be all right. I think the Eagles will make their fair share of plays. I think we'll make our fair share of plays. So def- defensive, defensively, I think we'll have a little more success than offensively just because kind of what we've seen so far at training camp. I think Judon's had some success as well. So I think he'll continue his success and far more. It'll be a great test for him. I mean, first preseason game, you're going up against one of the best offensive lines in football. It's going to be a great challenge for for both sides of the ball for us.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't, wouldn't want to ask for anything else, especially in preseason you know you're getting top of the line competition and it only makes them better even if they struggle us as fans and you know supporters got to realize that they're gonna get they're getting better they're playing against some of the best um offensive and defensive linemen in the league so we're seeing people struggle but we still gotta improve i I was always told playing you know you want to peak Week 15, 16, 70, kind of like what the Bucs did, right? They they struggle the first half. They go on by, they win out. They win the Super Bowl. So you never want to peak too early. You never want to peak too late. Um, I don't think we're gonna be seeing either team peak um in preseason game two. Just, you know, the reality of football and stuff, but you're gonna see guys struggle, you're gonna see guys do good things, you're gonna see them do bad things. It's just, you know, how do they how do they what I'm concerned is how do they look at week five or six from week from preseason week 2 if they look the same in a month and a half two months it's concerning but if you see improvements you know from Barmore from Win and those guys there's promise and and that's what I'm excited to watch
1: and this is when you want that test early an early test great offensive line great defensive line for for both our um front units to go up against it's a it's a great test early in the season before the before the season starts so i mean going up against these talented players on the Eagles fronts, both fronts, that's going to prepare us for the regular season extremely well. I mean, we're not going to face many tougher defensive lines and offensive lines than the Eagles have that's their strong suit of the team. They're not a great team necessarily. Overall, they have plenty of holes all over the place, but that's where they're good in the trenches. They, they're really talented. They got a lot of really, really talented guys who are top tier at their position. So I think it's a great time to have this test and, it's a, it's a good warm up, I guess you could call it, for the regular season and, and get prepared for real live action for a whole game.
0: Well, both Philly and Washington, you know, Philly's defensive line and offensive line, and Washington's defensive line. You know, there's there's dudes on there, there's all pro type Absolutely. of players. So yeah, yeah, you're not gonna find another span in a two week game span in the regular season that's as tough as Washington and Philly is talking about. You know, the offensive line. So. It's a good test. Excuse me. Sorry. It's a good test, but, um, you know, they're, they're going to, we'll see, you know, where this team really stands. We, I'm, I don't remember who it was, but I think that new England was three on the top five, um, offensive line list. So there's high praise for that offensive line. Um, and we'll see how they continue to do against, you know, these, these top 10 top five type of defensive lines.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like, like I said, it's going to be a great test for, for both these guys, but I mean, not only defensive line and in the trenches I'm excited about, but getting to see Nelson Aguilar for the first time, kind of touching back on what we talked about a little bit earlier, getting to see him, getting to see how his speed translates in game and how much of a difference it really makes. We, We haven't seen our tight ends necessarily be involved because of the injuries. So getting a guy back like Nelson Aguilar, who's going to be such a key part of this offense. You heard Jacoby Myers talk about it today. He said, I mean, having Nelson Aguilar out there taking the top of a defense is extremely useful. It, it it creates opportunities for, this was Jacob Meyer saying it, it creates opportunities for me and Kendrick Bourne to get open. So, I, I'm excited to see how the impact that he has on a defense. We saw some, I saw s- some stats today about Nelson Aguilar last season. He had, he averaged like 19 yards per catch. That's mm-hmm. a That's a deep threat. That's second best in the league last year, y- yards per catch. So, he's definitely a deep threat. He's got some speed. He's he's done well in practices. He struggled a little bit with drops, even in the joint practices, he's, he dropped the ball a couple of times, but he's also made some really big explosive plays. So I'm excited to see the impact he has on this game.
0: Yeah. And going back to Philly where he was drafted, where he kind of had some struggles uh, broke out last year in Vegas. Um, It's going to be fun to watch. Philly hasn't been known for their secondary the last couple of years. Um, So it's going to be an opportunity for Nelson Aguilar to come out, you know, kind of, showcase what he's got even though it's still preseason showcase what he he's got what he wants to you know say to the fans and maybe it was a friendly exit i don't know from the organization standpoint but it's always fun to have those you know reunion games so i'm excited um i i was kind of looking forward to watching Devonte smith we still haven't seen him yeah. um just how our cornerbacks hold up especially with the depth there against you know a guy that was drafted so highly last year heisman trophy winner we uh, won't see him um, on the Eagles side, but it's going to be a fun game. I'm excited.
1: And and one piece of news that did come out today was Devontae Smith practiced today a little bit. He was limited, so I talked to a couple Eagles fans and they, they said he probably isn't going to play, but he hasn't been officially ruled out. If he does play, seeing that matchup, Devontae Smith, a guy drafted, I mean, high, top 15 overall, I think he was drafted 11th um, in this year's past draft. Heisman Trophy winner, spectacular talent and seeing him go up against JC Jackson and some of our other corners is going to be exciting to watch if he does play but another guy I just I just remembered was not at practice today was um Jonathan Jones I believe so I'm not sure what's going on with him I didn't see I didn't see any injury update on him uh, if if it is injury related COVID whatever it is but he was also not at practice so we we might not see him on, on Thursday either
0: so on, I'm reading on Pat's pulpit. That's usually where I get all my, you know, stuff. It says that with Jonathan Jones re rele- uh, relegated to spectator status due to an apparent injury, the Pats had to shuffle their cornerbacks around a bit. So apparent injury, no true news on what it is or if that is true. Um, but yeah, he was not at practice today, which, you know, only makes our cornerbacks that much thinner.
1: Jalen Mills played some slot corner um, mm-hmm. today at practice, I heard so. I don't know. That's still that's still the position I'm concerned about that that cornerback position outside corner. The depth we have there is is concerning. We've talked about it multiple times, but it's it's still a big concern of mine. It's not it's not going away. We don't have any more depth, especially if guys get hurt. I'm concerned about it. Our defense is awesome. We got we got an extreme amount of talent in the front seven. But if we don't have that back end, if we don't have quarterbacks who can cover these receivers. They're still going to have success against us, our, against our defense. So uh, I'm looking to see these guys get healthy. Gilmore needs to come back. Uh, hopefully he hopefully that contract situation gets figured out soon because we got like 25 days till till week one, 26 days, something like that till, till week one. So time's running out. So uh, I hope it gets resolved quickly because this cornerback depth is not something that I want to see get tested during the season because
0: I don't think it's going to go very well that's going to be a sigh of relief for patriots fans once that contract gets done if it gets done and you know we can only hope and pray but yeah i'm excited for uh you know game 2 see you know what else mac has what else cam has continue to watch jude on ball out hopefully um and then you know just cross your fingers knock on wood that we don't have any more major injuries so um i'm excited to watch it but yeah
1: well uh yeah we'll see on that injury front it's been it's been a tough go hopefully the luck starts to turn around for us a little bit and we can get keep some guys healthy, but get just getting a couple guys back. Nelson Aguilar, like we talked about, um, David Andrews, hopefully he'll be playing. He's he's healthy, he's been practicing far more, all those guys. So we'll get to see some new faces that we haven't seen yet this year. So it's going to be an exciting game to watch. But day off tomorrow for the Pats game on Thursday. We'll have a show Thursday after the game, right? Thursday night,
0: yeah. So I won't be able to be here Thursday. I have a night practice. So I know we're coming on Friday
1: with okay, yeah, yeah, what, yeah.
0: Pa- Patriots with a one. That's yeah. how you go. So we yeah. will have that. And I don't know if you're going to plan a post game one or something, but okay. I'll be at, yeah. uh, I'll be up at practice. So,
1: so tune in on Thursday to the past game, obviously. And then we'll have a live stream on Friday, kind of recapping the game and, and that stuff. But yeah, I think that's it for me. You got anything else?
0: No, um, I'm, I, I'm just, you know, excited. Usually I was talking to fog about this the other day on our podcast, you know, like preseason for the Patriots, the last couple of years, hasn't been exciting to watch because we know it's going to be Tom Brady and who it's going to be, but now you got these little position battles, especially the quarterback one that makes preseason worth it to watch because you want to see how these guys do. You want to see if, you know, uh, Mac really can be the quarterback of the future, which I think we're seeing, and we all know he can be, but you're seeing these guys and you're going to see them develop. So Preseason has a different feel for me this year. I'm excited to, you know, be in. And then obviously with us covering it and, you know, staying so up to date on the podcast, it's just, it's exciting.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's super excited to, I mean, every day you're curious to see how each guy did in practice, how different positions uh, did. Mac and Cam both had good, good days today. Cam 13 to 15 with a drop. Mac Jones 13 to 14 with an interception. But I mean, he had that interception early and then was great from there on out. So just watching this battle progress and and the ups and downs it goes through it's it makes preseason training camp all these things it makes you want to tune in every day and Mm -hmm. and see what's going on because there's there's so many different things that go on throughout the day throughout the practices injuries some people have a great practice make a great play a couple different things happen and these position battles are just there there's so many close battles that it's it's fun to watch and to see who's going to come out on top
0: for sure well, that's it for me. So, Cole, I'll let you, you know, kind of take us out and, you know, we'll go pay all I gotta say, go Patriots, right? One and oh, one and know. We gotta get to two and oh. It doesn't yep. count.
1: One and oh, one and in the preseason. Hopefully we can continue that week one of the actual season. But yeah, tune back in Friday. We'll have a we'll have a postgame show. We'll kind of talk about all the different storylines throughout the game, how each guy did, update you on injuries, all that stuff. So yeah, that's it for us. Until then, we'll uh we'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of the Patriots Drive podcast. Follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things New England Patriots. Make sure you tune into the next episode and check out patriotsdrive.com for more great content. We're on to Cincinnati.